Welcome to the Living the Dream Podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball Podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. Today, I am joined by the founder of We Shape, Katie Bramlett. Katie knows all about the unrealistic expectation that the fitness industry puts on women, but her intentions is to show women to not worry about the number on the scale, but to pay more attention to things like deeper connection with self. So we're going to be talking to her about those unreasonable expectations and her company and anything else that she wants to talk about. So, Katie, thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Curtis. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, why don't you start off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I'm one of the co-founders of WeShape. WeShape has a an intention of bringing awareness to sort of the toxic weight loss culture that comes with traditional fitness products. We know a little too much about it because we used to run, my partner and I, my co-founder and I used to run a more mainstream uh, traditional fitness company that was really predicated on people, you know, jo- buying our product to get a six pack or buying our product to look a certain way. And while everything looked really good on the outside and we were very successful with that company, I just I felt like something was missing inside. And I really just sat on it for a while and decided that we had to go a different direction and that there was systems that we were participating in that I no longer wanted to participate in. So that was sort of the birth of WeShape. And we decided to stop running that other business. And we we founded WeShape with the intention of bringing sort of a different meaning behind why someone would buy our fitness product. So what made you come up with the the name We Shape? Well, I always had this, you know, so the first thing we did was we said, what do people really need when it comes to fitness? And we thought, well, they need customization because everybody's body is so different that like prescribing a one size fits all is not going to work. So we actually spent two years building a technology driven product that creates real time customization for our customers. So it's like, you know, instead of paying high cost for a personal trainer, people could come in and and buy our product and get real-time customization at an affordable price. But soon after we invested that time and energy into the product, we discovered that the product was going to be so much more than that. It was going to be so much about community and breaking down old belief systems and and shifting our intention. And so we shape came from the idea that we are shaping a different way together. Um, it's really the community aspect of our company that really inspires me. And so I knew that I had a lot of my own work to do in breaking down some of these belief systems, and I wasn't going to be able to do it alone. And I also knew if I waited to fully go through that process and then start the company, I'd probably never start the company. So I thought, I'm just going to go for it. And I'm just going to start this company. So yeah, we shape is is I like to think of it as we're shaping a different way together in the fitness space. So speaking of all belief systems, you talk about how people have unrealistic expectations for women in the fitness. Talk about 
some of those unrealistic expectations? And why do you feel like they have those expectations for only women and not for men? So, yeah, I mean, I think what I should really say is that I have an extra special place in my heart for women. And not that men aren't subjectified to some of the toxic messages in the fitness industry. I think that I had just gone through my own experience of feeling like, you know, some of my worth and validation was determined by how I looked on the outside and the number that I saw on the scale. And I had never even really questioned those beliefs until about maybe three or four years ago when I started saying, you know what? This just doesn't feel good. And I, and I feel like I'm spending so much time and energy focusing on this number or these genes or, or these things that I want to do. And it's really not making my life any better. So I think I can just really empathize with people who identify as female because I know that they're really specifically targeted, right? Men are targeted as well, but I think in a different way, right? Like I like to think about it like someone I had spoken to recently really painted a beautiful picture of this. Like when men go to the gym, they're asked to, you know, they're they're encouraged to gain, you know, muscle or get strong. And and when women go to the gym, they're encouraged to lose weight and and get smaller. And and I think for many decades, I hope this is finally being debunked, but for many decades, even women were told, like, do not do strength training because you don't want to bulk up. And so I just think that I actually think that men and women are targeted in toxic ways by the fitness industry. But I I guess I hold a special place for women in my heart because I'm participating in that for so long. Well, let's talk about the toxic weightless culture. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, as human beings, whether we whether we acknowledge it or not, we're constantly just participating in systems, right? And those systems are made up of values and beliefs that allow us to participate consciously or unconsciously. And I think that, you know, when I I was, since I was a part of this industry for so long and also being maybe as a female targeted by this industry, actually most people are as well, but I guess I kind of felt like once I started unraveling some of the beliefs I had, like, okay, so why do I need to be that number on the scale? Who told me that that number was the best number, right? I started to realize that a lot of the fitness industry was really standing on these legs that really didn't have any validation behind it. And it was all this like belief system and construct that was making me spend so much time and energy and money on all of these different things that I really felt were bringing me what I like to call like fake fulfillment, sort of like, oh, if I reach that number on the scale, which I did a couple times, I I was like, wow, I don't actually feel really that good. <laughs> so it's kind of a loaded question in terms of what is what does it mean to say toxic weight loss culture? I think I think what it means is that we have to pause and evaluate the messages that were given by the fitness industry and ask ourselves does that message serve me? Is that message bringing me actual deep meaningful fulfillment? And I have curiosity if people if many people would answer yes to that. I think that it's sort of this cycle of we think, you know, this it's this cycle in the fitness industry that's actually held up by the cultural values that we all participate in, right? So if if we all agree as a society that this is the body type we should all be going for, and then the fitness industry sells us a product to achieve that, they kind of go hand in hand. So evaluating and, and deconstructing toxic weight loss culture, it's a process. It's messy. And but I think it's worth our time for sure. 
Well, not only do you work in, in the fitness industry, but you also advocate for women in the, in the business world as well. So kind of tell the listeners about that and why you got started in that and what you do to advocate with women for women. Yeah. I mean, similar to the fitness industry, right? All the messages that women are given around be smaller, be this way. Like women are given similar messages in a different way in business, which is, you know, don't speak up and don't be too much for that person. And, you know, I feel like over the years I've really had, I was really in the back seat in the, in the previous company that I was running. And it took a lot of sort of reflection to say, is this really the place that I want to be and why am I here? And it wasn't until I really unraveled sort of my own belief systems and understanding about why I was participating in the way that I was that I started to realize, oh, well, it's because when you go to those events, people treat you differently. They look to your co-founder for the answers. They don't even really care what you have to say. And had many moments of like, wow, this feels really bad and I just want to stop and I, I'll just I'll just surrender and stay in the backseat and be behind the scenes. And then I realized that that wasn't working either. And so it wasn't until I really said, it's okay to just be you and it's okay to show up and be a woman in business. And if people have an opinion about that, well, that's really their business. It's not mine. So I've been able to, I'm still working through a lot of those things. I, I think this is a probably a lifelong journey, but it's allowed me to feel like I really want to advocate for other women in their businesses. And to just say, you know, it's okay if you're trying to, you know, even in, in WeShape, I had many people in our industry tell me, you will never be able to sell a fitness product like that. If you're not promising people weight loss or you're not promising people a toned body, you're not going to be able to make sales. And there was something inside of me that said, well, this is the right thing to do. And so I just, I do want to encourage women out there that it's okay to listen to your intuition and it's okay to speak up. And it's that collaborative effort of us as women coming together that will actually evoke change over time. Well, speaking of your fitness product. Tell us about that product and, and, you know, let us know, let the listeners know where they can get it from as well. Yeah. So I started to notice this trend among fitness companies. They were all fighting over the same market group, <laughs> the same target market. And, you know, I didn't intend to do this with WeShape. It just so happened that the company evolved this way. But I noticed that a lot of the mainstream companies were focusing on people who felt comfortable participating in a fitness program. And through the development of WeShape, I, I realized that we were actually targeting a different user. We were targeting people who didn't feel comfortable using a product, who didn't feel like they had a space and a community. And so our WeShape is all about four different things. We are about setting intentions. So when people come in, we strongly encourage them to not set a weight loss goal. If weight loss happens as a result of their journey, great, that's 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 wonderful, but it's it's not really about that. So we encourage right off the bat when people join our product and our community, let's focus on your intention and figure out why you're here. And then the second thing we focus on is movement. So I think a lot of fitness companies have focused so much on exercise and burning calories and getting your the best workout in. And I think that a, a lot of along that way, we've forgotten about the importance of movement and biomechanics and like exercise science. 
So at WeShape, we focus on movement, getting people to move better in their body. And our product offers real-time customization where people can adjust levels as they go so that they can feel like the product's really actually meeting them where they are. I've had many people join our product saying, I was so reluctant. I didn't think I could do it. And then I did it and I didn't know because I've joined so many other products before and I wasn't able to do the workout. So the second thing is movement. The third thing is community. I realized right off the bat after I started WeShape that if I'm going to go out and 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 be preaching some of mission the mission that I have here, it's it's not really popular opinion to say don't lose weight and don't worry about how you look and connect with how you feel. And I realized that I was going to need community support to do that. And I also realized that when people are starting a new wellness journey, that part of the way that they can be successful in that journey is through community. So we have live calls every day. People join to ask you know, questions to our coaches or they join to share about their experience. We just We offer a space and a platform for people to connect with one another. And then the fourth thing is beliefs. You know, all of our behaviors derive from a belief system. And so if I have somebody who comes in and believes that the only way they're going to feel happy is to see a certain number on the scale, you know, we're going, maybe going down the right path there. So I like to offer, we actually have a podcast ourselves. It's called the We Shape Podcast. We have various experts and guests on where we can sort of crack the, do- the door and, and get curious about other belief systems around health and fitness that will better serve us, not only physically, but emotionally and mentally as well. So it sounds like your product is like various things, as you said, live calls and d- different things like that, support system and also workouts as well. Yeah, it's workouts, live calls, access to all of our content. You know, I think that I say this all the time here at WeShape that like people join WeShape for a workout and then they soon realize that like connecting with your body in a new way is opening up a whole door to a whole new journey. And so we just want to offer the support system for that journey. And I and I really have seen those four pillars of intention, movement, community and beliefs really help people through that process. Okay. What else is we shape working on and and Katie working on along with her community that the listeners need to know about? I mean, we have so many things in the product that I'm trying to push for right now. One of them is I'm, I'm working with our engineering team to develop time variability. So right now, all of our workouts are about 30 minutes. And my hope in the next few months here is that when people log in, they get to choose how long they want to work out. I think people have a belief that you have to do so much or you don't do anything. Right. So I'd like to find a middle ground. So I'm trying to incorporate time variability where people could log in and say, oh, I want to only work out for 10 minutes today. Because I also think it's baby steps. If you don't have a relationship with movement or you haven't, you know, cared for your body in the way that you've wanted to for many years, we have to set people up with realistic expectations. So I'm really excited about the future of what we can offer and the customization so that people can feel like they're really met where they are. And this can be done locally or virtually, right? Yeah, everything is done virtually. So our product is is a web-based product, and then all of our community calls are done via Zoom, and then people can access our podcast on any major podcast platform. Okay, so I have a lot of blind and visually impaired friends. What is your accessibility like if... Someone who was visually impaired logged in or wanted to take part in a WeShape community. Are, are things subscri- described like the 
the workouts that you're doing and, and how accessible is your website? So I would say that the community calls would be a wonderful way because actually a lot of people, they don't even have their cameras on or anything. We're just speaking with one another. So I would say that the community calls are are an amazing, an amazing starting point. I feel like the workouts could offer some support, but I think that we probably have some improvement that we could that we could be considering for the future of the product so that we can make sure that we're, you know, creating something that is accessible for everybody. I know that we're really new and we're a startup company, but we do have sort of, you know, we would love to be able to cater to everyone in the future, so it's definitely something that we would be loving to like think about for sure. Absolutely. So throw out the website, the contact information so listeners can keep up with everything that you're up to and take part in your WeShape community if they would like. Yes. So our website is WeShape.com and you can find us on all social platforms under WeShape. And yeah, I would, I would love for your community to check us out. And if anyone has any questions and they want to reach out to us directly, they can email us at support at WeShape.com. Okay, close us out with some final thoughts, maybe something that I forgot to touch on that you would like to touch on or just any final thoughts that you have for the listeners. I think I would just like to say that connecting with your body is a super important thing. And I feel a lot of sadness that the fitness industry has, has you know, morphed it into something that doesn't always serve us. And I'd really like to say that We Shape is paving a new path. And that we're teaching people how to connect with their body in a different way out of self-love and self-kindness rather than self-judgment. So yeah, I hope that we can, I hope that we can get some additional followers in our community and that people can experience a different way in wellness. Absolutely, ladies and gentlemen. WeShape.com. Contact them. Be a part of their community. Please be sure to follow, rate, review, share this episode to as many people as possible. I'd like to thank Katie for coming on and sharing her expertise and say to all the listeners and followers out there, if you have any guest suggestions or topic suggestions, cjackson102 at cox.net is the best place to send them and be sure to share this video, this episode to as many people as possible and tell a friend, Katie, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Curtis. Such a pleasure. Thank you for letting me get the word out. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream. dream.